Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church. I want to turn your attention to Hebrews 12 and you can remain seated. This is a very familiar passage of scripture and the Lord is done a great thing here today already in the lives of people, but uh, I just want to take a few minutes and just share something perhaps maybe the Lord will help us draw a little bit closer. I believe that we are living in a day and a a time, um, I will just speak from my point of view, I don't think I'm the only pastor, I know I'm not the only pastor that feels this way. But I believe that we are living in an hour where one of the greatest battles that we fight as a church and as we fight individually is our inability to stay focused. We have so many distractions around us. I don't know how many times I've sat down to read a book and the moment I sit down I'm barely into it before I think of something else I should be doing and the next news you know I'm completely off track doing something else. I don't think I'm alone in that. We live in a very distracting world. I've often said that while I appreciate technology and certainly take advantage of it on as many levels as I possibly can, I also can understand that if my phone or my tablet is serving as my Bible, that can also serve as the thing that receives my emails and my text messages. And while I'm reading, I can be interrupted with those things. So you got to be pretty proactive in order to not allow those things to distract you. And um, the book of Hebrews chapter 12 and verses number 1 and 2 are fairly familiar passages of Scripture where the writer says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. He admonishes us to look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. It is very, very easy to allow things to come into our lives that may not be sin, but they certainly can be separating weights. They can be things to separate us from the absolute purpose of God and to frustrate us away from those times of intimacy that we need with God. We have been focusing for 21 days in prayer in the month of January for 31 days, focusing 21 days of of prayer and fasting, but for 31 days we have had a focus of prayer. And I, I don't think I'm alone when I tell you that there are many times that when I go to pray that I gotta be very, very intentional not just to go pray, but to keep praying. Because there are things that just seem to press and push into our schedule and and the things that become they become weights to separate us. It's very, very easy to get distracted by the world in which we live. When you think about getting alone and getting quiet and, and those things, there's just not a lot of quiet places left. 
in the world in which we live because wherever we go, it seems that there is a demand for more and more entertainment and it's only a click away. It's just within arm's reach. It's very, very easy to do that. The Apostle Paul spoke about the cares of life and that's an interesting, that's an interesting phrase because he said of the cares of life that the cares of life can choke out the word of God. I remember when you know you, you read passages of scripture sometimes many, many years in your life and then all of a sudden you have those aha moments when one day I was reading that passage of scripture and I got to thinking about the word of God and how powerful the word of God was. As a matter of fact, I was reading in the book of Genesis. It was Genesis chapter one. When you begin to read, and God said, and God said, and God said, and God said. The word of God that spoke the world into existence, the word of God that spoke everything we know into reality, the word of God who said to the blind, receive your sight, the word of God that said to the leper, be clean, the word of God who did all manner of things, you would think that word would be so powerful that nothing could hinder or frustrate or stop the word of God. But yet, the scripture says that the cares of life, the cares of this world. Mark chapter 4 and verse 19 says that the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and listen, and the lust of other things entering in. The lust of other things choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. Those other things can be weighty matters, other things, just other things. I, I, I think that we have, could all lift our hands, cer certainly, and a majority, I think, and plead guilty to allowing other things to just come into our life that really, at the end of the day, they're not all as important as we may have thought they were in the very beginning. These matters that can strip us of our ability to be in the perfect will of God, I believe that there is little doubt in any mind that God has called many of us to his service. I believe that. I know that we're all called to some type of ministry, but I believe that God has a clarion call in the heart of others that are trying to pull them and lead them closer in their walk with God than they have ever been. But if we're not careful, we can allow things into our life that simply should not be there. Amen. Now, obviously, the most obvious thing would be sin. Sin would have no room in our life, but there are other things that we can allow in our life that after a while just crowd out, and they crowd out the good. You never take a clean rag to wash something that's dirty and, and without that dirt being on the rag. And so sometimes we are trying our best to do some things, and what we think we may be improving is really just hindering ourselves and hindering our own walk with God. And so I pray that the Lord would help us to be wise. Solomon said that it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. And so that's what we have to be careful of. It's those things that we feel like we can take on, we can do this, we can do that, but not realizing that even those things have eternal weighty consequences in our walk with God. <clears throat> and ultimately, yes, it does matter. We can take on things that have the power to rob us of our true intention of the Lord and for our lives. The Bible says of the book in the book of Genesis about a man by the name of Abram that the Lord spoke to him originally in the 11th chapter we find the Lord speaking to his father or at least in Abram's home and then again in chapter 12 that the Lord spoke to Abram again specifically this time to Abram 
and said to get out of his country and away from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show you. And he said, I will take and I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. And he said to Abram, he said, I will bless them that bless you and I will curse them that curse you. But in thee, all the families of the earth, that's a broad blessing. All the families of the earth will be blessed. And so the Bible says that Abraham or Abram departed as the Lord spoke and had spoke to him. But then there's one little caveat here in this, in this line. Five words that seem to change the complexion of everything and Lot went with him. He said, you need to get out of your father's house, away from your kindred and out of your country and come to a place that I'm gonna tell thee of. But Abraham brought something that he felt was harmless along with him. It's the cares and these other things that we can bring into our life that the Lord said, if you would leave that behind, you would be so much better off. If you know the story of Abram and Lot, then you know that it wasn't very long until the herdsmen of Abraham and the herdsmen of Lot began to quarrel and disagree among themselves. And all of that would have happened, all of that could have been avoided if Abram had just done exactly what the Lord told him to do to leave his father's house, to leave his kindred. Amen. The Lord said, I'm gonna show you a land to travel to. I've got something to make of you, a promise. I'll make of you a great nation. Of you shall all the families of the nation be blessed. The families of, of this world are gonna be blessed by his obedience to that. Amen. The Lord promised, I will bless you and I'll bless those beyond you. I'll bless them that bless you and I'll curse them that curse you. In the fourth verse it states that Abram departed as the Lord spoke to him, but he didn't depart alone. And I believe that's where we are, amen, ourselves sometimes, that we are walking with God, but we're not walking alone. We're trying to bring things along with us, amen, and God is asking us to just be with him and to allow the distractions of life to be set aside. He, the command of the Lord was clear. It was concise. Leave your country, leave your kindred, leave your father's house. He was to separate himself from anything that would have been considered family and step into the promise of God. But the scripture says that Lot went with him. Those few words that just changed the dynamics of everything. Abraham is transgressing the call of God as he took the first step that was on this prophesied journey because in truth, Lot did not receive this call. Lot did not receive the promise. Lot did not receive the commission. This was something that Abram did. He brought and allowed. It wasn't part of the promise. He was just watching from beyond. Amen. I, I believe that if, if ever there's something that troubles, uh, troubles me as a leader and and I think can frustrate the progress of a church is when you see so many people that are just on the outside looking in. Amen. And I say, Lord, help us to get all the way in and dismiss the cares of this world because those things are choking out the promises of God. I speak from my heart today. I speak, I speak from my heart to tell you that, that the Lord doesn't want us to just level out and get satisfied with status quo, but he is desiring to do a work in our life. And the more God desires to do a work in our life, the more the devil tries to frustrate that very work. And so we've got to be wise as, as we've got to be wise as serpents. Amen. We've got to be wise to his ways and realize that I don't want anything to keep me from the house of God. 
God and I don't want anything to keep me from the presence of God once I get to the house of God. Amen. The first thing we need to do is be here when the doors are open. Amen. But that's only half the battle. We can't just come in and sit down and be disengaged with what the spirit of God is trying to accomplish in our midst. I'm here. Amen. I want to get plugged into what the spirit of the Lord would speak into each and every service. Amen. I, I, I don't want to just be a spectator because this is a dangerous thing to be a spectator in the house of God because living for God is not a spectator sport. Amen. This is not something that we can take or leave. We can just say, well, I'll pick this up or I'll set that aside. Amen. I don't want to just tag along. I don't want to just peer in. I don't want to listen from the outside. I don't want other people worshiping and other people praying, and other people involved, and other people lifting the load, and me sitting back disengaged. Amen, I ask the Lord to help us to commit ourselves to the whole counsel of the word of God. Amen, it wasn't very long into this journey before the, the herdsmen of each of these men began to, the Bible talks about striving together. Amen, there was, uh, there was problems in the camp. Maybe it was in part because Lot wasn't supposed to be there at all. Amen. An onlooker, Lot found himself in trouble, not only with Abraham, but he found himself in trouble with God. He was going to find himself living in a city that God was going to destroy. And in this one decision that he made to go where he went, he lost his wife. He wound up in an incestuous relationship with his daughters. It, there was nothing about this that ended right. Amen. I will tell you that church and ministry is not just something you come in and view from afar. I want to say it again. This is not a spectator sport. God is calling for all of us to come in. And I pray that we can somehow ask God to help me and help you. Amen. Let's pray it individually. Help me not be distracted with the things of this world that are trying to pull me away from the true purpose that God has in my life. I, and, and in order to do that, I've got to be very careful what I allow in my life. I'll take that one step further. I've got to be very careful who I allow in my life. Amen. I want to be around somebody that's helping me reach higher, not somebody that's pulling me down lower. Amen. I want to encourage others to be engaged in, in, in what the Lord would have for us to do as a church. Now, when we say as a church, that speaks of a corporate body. And it's very, very easy to get lost in the numbers of a corporate body. And so I don't want to just ask God what he would have us to do as a church, but we need to individually ask, what would you have me to do as a part of the ministry of this church? Amen. I ask the Lord to help us to be focused. Amen. Focused upon what is the most important thing. The most important thing. The most important thing would, for me, would be for me never to allow the cares of life to choke out the word of God. Nothing's more important than being in the house of God. Absolutely nothing more important than being in the house of God. It's here we will receive our help. It's here we will receive the word that will strengthen us and encourage us. It's here that we draw lines in the sand and say, as for me and my house, this is where we're going to be. Amen. It's here that we come in and something is imparted into our life. I want to tell you, whether you leave a service feeling like you hung your coat on the moon or not, when we come into the house of God and the word of God is shared in our heart, there's something that's being pressed in our spirit, something that's being confirmed in our heart. Amen. There is something that is established in our ways before the Lord. I quote it often, I refer to it often, Romans 11 and 1, where Paul said, I long to see you that I might impart 
Amen. I believe that when we come into the house of God, I don't want somebody to just pray something over me. I want them to pray and preach something in me. Amen. Don't just sing a song to me, but sing the essence of that song in me. Let the words of that truth be ground into my heart so that I may become what you would have me to be. Amen. I pray that the Spirit of God would help us to listen and to lean. Amen. If you, you know, we, we can, if we're not careful, we can get distracted and start looking over the fence and find greener grass. If you want greener grass, help us fertilize the yard we're standing in. Amen. Pray about this church. Invest in this church. Be involved in this church. Amen. To be involved in the ministries of this church. That's what will cause this to grow. And that's what will cause this to flourish. Amen. If you're not happy with some of the leaders in the church, instead of talking about them to somebody, talk about them to God. Amen. And let God develop things in their heart and in their life. Amen. I believe that's true and I believe that's real. Amen. And I, I, I'm asking you all the time, pray for me. Pray for me. Amen. I don't just pray for me when I'm sick. Don't just pray for me if I'm not feeling well, but pray for me. I don't want to walk to this pulpit and I am the only one that's prayed and asked God to help me. Amen. I hope you're praying. Amen. God, I ask you to bless our pastor and to bless his family and to touch them. Why? Because we're engaged in a real battle. Do you believe that? We're engaged in a true battle. Amen, a true battle. And so I wanna invest in that and pray that God would touch the hearts of our Sunday school teachers and our children's ministry leaders, that God would touch the heart of our youth our youth directors and that God would invest in the heart of those that are leading and influencing. Amen, why? Because I want to win this race. I didn't start this to stop it. I didn't start to go halfway and tap out, but I said, I am in this thing until the end. Amen. What's that going to take? It's going to take everybody on the same page, everybody in the same boat. Amen. I cannot be distracted. I can't be distracted. I, I think of the scripture of Nehemiah, what profound truth that Nehemiah spoke when his distractors were standing at the end of the wall. Come down, come down. And Nehemiah simply was able to say, the work that I'm doing is too important for me to stop what I'm doing and come down and deal with this nonsense. Amen? I put that in a little bit of 21st century language there in case you didn't notice. But the work we're doing, ladies and gentlemen, is just too important for me to come down off the wall and involve myself in everything that goes along. Amen? The world is if we truly believe that the world is in bad shape and we, we would have to be in a cave to not believe our world's in bad shape. Amen. I don't have to stand behind this desk and rant and rave. If I stood behind this desk and, any, and did anything, it would be weep openly. Who would have ever dreamed that America would be standing at the intersection that we're standing at today? The scripture says that, we would, that they would call evil good and call good evil. We're downtown, ladies and gentlemen. We are downtown at this very intersection. And so I pray God help us to not get so caught up in everything around us that we don't realize that we don't just need to be at church. We need to have church when we come to the house of God to let the spirit of God speak and speak expressly. 
It doesn't matter to me who's walking to this desk. I want God to anoint their voice. I want God to set their soul on fire and speak a relevant word into our heart and into our into our This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806, or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.